it, at this point in the story and so many points in the story is such a, I think, something that will be so relatable to so many people, so particularly so many women who are listening of this, like, you're really trapped in this, like, okay, so do I call this out and make a big deal and like sort of say, hey, I want to have a serious conversation with you about this and like set the boundaries? Or do I just kind of go along and keep trying to drop the hints and it's really not that bad and he hasn't like really crossed the line? And I think people who do these kinds of things do that intentionally. Welcome back to another episode. I'm Leanna. I'm Jared. And we have kind of a cool episode today. Um, I'm excited. Yeah, me too. We're going to be talking about, and I'm sure you guys gathered this from the title, but we're going to be talking about how to handle like inappropriate situations in a more professional setting or in a setting other than like dating and relationships. Yeah, like workplace harassment, like people, like so many people have stories and experiences where somebody like is just doing or saying shitty things and inappropriate things. And it can be really hard to like, know what to do. Like, do I, we have that natural tendency to not want to confront the person, you know, all all of the things and and do I report it? And what does that look like and stuff? Yes. And the reason that this episode topic sparked is because I actually had a very recent experience. So I kind of texted Jared and was like, Hey, let's do like an episode. And we were trying to get someone specifically on to be a guest, but they weren't able to do it. And, um, you know, with the work that you do, Jared, and then all of the experiences <laughs> that I've experienced, I feel like we, we, we just felt like we could come to you guys with enough information. So, um, yeah, yeah. And wow. I mean, I, I've, I, I've done a little research. And so, so in, you know, what you're referring to in my work, I am an investigator for civil rights issues, including, you know, gender-based discrimination and harassment and stuff like that. So that's partially what I do in my work. And so I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to sort of talk a little bit about how these situations are looked at and evaluated. You know, now, now the laws vary from like state to state, place to place, but I can kind of give an overview of that stuff, which I think can be helpful and and informative for a lot of people when they're sort of figuring out like what happened to them and and what they want to do about it. Yeah, absolutely. And and I mean, and you being a yoga teacher, I feel like the, I just can only imagine the amount of like dumb, like creepy things that creepy dudes have said and done. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and even being a piano teacher, and having dads come to pick kids oh. up or drop kids off. Or I used to teach in the home. So I used to drive to their homes and, um, fucking yeah. Dads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So anyway, but we have to kind of keep this episode short because Jared, you have to go off and watch the amazing race. Oh, I can't believe you're blowing up my spot like that <laughs> on the show. Okay. So now I have to like, 
so my housemate is the one of the dearest, loveliest persons in my life, and he's older. And in these COVID times, we have bonded. And like I've been, you know, like everyone, desperate for human contact and interaction. And so we have bonded over some um, very like old school reality television that he <laughs> likes to watch. So I joined him in watching Big Brother yeah. earlier this year. Um, and now the amazing race is on and like, we have our little like weekly thing where yeah. he's like, Hey, are we going to watch the amazing race tonight? And I'm like, yeah. And it's, you know, and it's fun. And Aww, it's our little, that's our little cute. hangout time. That's yeah, cute. So, well, I mean, you and I watch the bachelorette with my mom, like every week, like how is that any somehow better? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Which by the way, side note about the bachelorette, this is like a much better season now with Tasha. Thank God for Tasha. I yeah. know she's killing it. And the yeah. guys, I feel like, are really good quality guys. Yes, and she's drawn to, like, the the guys of substance. Like, the yeah. guys yes. who, you know, who are not just, like, 25-year-olds who have an Instagram following. Or whatever, yes, you know? exactly. And yeah. I DM'd one of the contestants on the show to see if he'd come on the pod. He DM'd me back and said, reach out. It. He said, reach out in the new year. Now, will he actually come on? I'm going to say there's a, a 2% chance because by the end of the show, I mean, his Instagram is just going to blow up, but I'm going to try, like, I'm going to reach out and like, that would be just so cool. Yes. Yeah, so listeners, this is what Leanna, Leanna is on her grind. Like if you think she's not doing stuff for this show, she is hitting up Bachelorette contestants. <laughs> No, like this is how this is how dedicated you are, knowing that there's like a tiny chance. But if we get this guy to come on this podcast, like how fucking exciting and oh, awesome yeah. would that be? For it would our be listeners? so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So on that note, guys, we are gonna take a two week break. So, you know, we're, pro- <laughs> we're on that note, I can't do this shit anymore. <laughs> I need a break. I work so hard. I need a moment. Uh, no, we, you know, the holidays are, are here and I know you guys are having a hard time, like getting the episodes. We want you to be able to catch up. Um, and the, so this episode would actually like fall on Christmas day. And so I'm just gonna, we're going to take a couple weeks we have some amazing guests, I promise you, amazing guests lined up for January. Like, I'm mm-hmm. so excited. Um, potential bachelorette guest, I guess. Yes. Um, and tantric sex coach. Yeah. T- yep. Tantric gonna, sex coach. Just going to tease that one. A um, healer and hypnotist who works with Ooh, codependency yeah, recovery. Yep. And um, a other, another guest who has a podcast that's all about like self-worth and dating and like affirmations to take with you to like, anyway, it's going to be amazing. Like I'm so mm-hmm. excited. So we just wanted to like kind of save that content for the new year because of, like, I didn't want this amazing episode to come out on Christmas day. And then you guys can't really like enjoy it. Cause it's Christmas, yeah. you know? So like, I guess Merry Christmas. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. Ha- happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Sure, yeah. And um, happy Kwanzaa. Sure. Happy <laughs> uh, like winter solstice, if that's your yeah. thing. If you're, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. Happy New Year. So the next new episode will be on January 1st. So New Year's Day. So stoked. We, it's just going to be me and Jared. 
And I have an idea for this episode that I think is going to be like so awesome and like such a great way to start the new year. I I cannot believe it's crazy to me that we're talking about the new year right now. Like that we're like, like we're like right there. Like that's, that's I know. Cr- I'm so excited to be like hashtag fresh start 2021. Yes. Hashtag like vaccine coming. Hashtag new president. Yes. Hashtag like pandemic being hopeful to come to an end. Like, you know, like, like I, I, I think we all need to be like, um, aware of the fact that like, not everything is just going to go back to normal just cause it's 2021, but like, there is so much more hope for 2021. Yes. Whereas in 2020, we all went in thinking like, this is going to be the best year ever. And it was like literally the opposite, even though some really, really great things have come out of it. And so that's going to be kind of like what we're going to talk on in a couple Ooh, weeks. Mm, I see yeah. what you did there. Yeah. So anyway, so let's go quick with our intro today because I want to have enough time to really focus on our topic. Um, mm-hmm. Guys, make sure to check out our sponsors, Tushy and VFresh. You can find both of the links to our sponsors on our website um, for 10% off of a Tushy or which is like a bidet or anything other than that, go to WW or not WW, go to Tushy. No, man, I'm really fucking this up. Go to hellotushy.com slash hello and goodbye. You get 10% off on all of your purchase. I've now purchased multiple things from them and the shipping is so fast. So if you want Tushies for your family, Tushies for your friends, Tushies for yourself, go get that now. Um, Be fresh. You go to www.vfresh.com, use code all capital hello2020 and get 10% off of your purchase for anything to keep your vaginal health and urinary health healthy. Mm-hmm. Hello and goodbye, servicing all of your holes. <laughs> Our new favorite phrase. You yeah. know what? Like when the merch starts to blow up, because the merch, you guys, you guys are not really buying a lot of merch. So I'm not, I'm not going to be purchasing more merch until it starts to blow up. But when it does start to blow up, we're making shirts that say hello and goodbye, servicing all your holes. Do you think people will be able to wear those? Yes. Okay. I mean, I'm down. Yes. Why? I actually, I just actually, so since you gave me shit for pirating stuff the other week, (laughs) I would like to point out. I am a patron on numerous because a lot of my favorite like comedians and and improv people because they're not able to perform right now they're like doing more and like pushing their patreons more so I'm subscribed to a number of people's patreons oh. and a comedian who has started this Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles podcast named Sean Diston I highly recommend people check it out on one of the episodes they. Somebody said, what if Splinter? Okay, Leanna, do you know Splinter from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? No. He's the rat. He's like the old rat that's like their sensei. So he's like yeah. a rat in like a karate outfit. Okay. Anyway, so I, I ordered a shirt that says, the future is female with a bunch of exclamation points. And then it just has a picture of Splinter on it, which is this incredibly like inside joke from this little tiny podcast. And I'm so excited about getting Aww, this shirt. Oh, I love that. Yeah, See, yeah. everybody wearing, servicing all your holes. Well, it'll be an inside joke for how long goodbye. Yeah, it'll be like a one in a million shot that like someone is going to see you wear the t-shirt and know what it's from. But when that happens, holy shit, it's going to be amazing. I know. I love it. Yeah. I love it. 
Um, okay, so let's do this. So I do want to update about our weeks, but I want to start with, so since we're taking off for a couple weeks, I want to start with some recommendations for you guys to do since you won't have our podcast to listen to. Mm. Mm. So here's all the shows. Hold on. I got to pull out my phone. Here's all the shows that I'm recommending for you guys. Okay. So Queen's Gambit, which Jared has officially watched now. So we're going to talk about that later. That's going to be our lead into this topic. So we're going to come back to that. If you don't know what Queen's Gambit is, it's like the biggest show ever (laughs) on Netflix. Like ever. Like it's- Is it it really? Like in the time that it was- um oh, like release the, the and like, the amount of yeah, yeah, yeah yes ever and it's a lead female character who's kick-ass okay so then the bold type you would hate it jared but i started it it's on hulu mm-hmm. um if you never got into younger that's also one of my favorite shows so the bold type is very like very much like younger and base what i like about it so it's based on like three young women and they work at a fashion magazine so it's kind of like um, it's based off like of some, not a true story, but of some accounts of women from cosmopolitan, I believe. But anyway, mm. it's about their friendship and guys and relationships and dating. And then, you know, um, work and jobs and careers and all of that, but it always comes back to them supporting each other. It's really beautiful. So that's the bold B O L D E type. Um, and then I forgot to mention, did I, did I mention on the pod that I was finally got into Schitt's Creek? Wait, are you joking? You've mentioned Schitt's Creek on the pod like a bunch of times. (laughs) I did? Oh. Yes, I think so. Wait, are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Because I know you and I had like personal conversations about it and I told you to watch it. I'm pretty sure you've mentioned it. Okay, I think I mentioned that I had started it. But not that you finished. But maybe. not that I finished it. So I, I think finished. You did, but okay. Go ahead. Okay. Well, if you're <laughs> laughing, okay. I've been list- or I was watching Shit's Creek. I finished it. Watched the Shit's Creek documentary. Cried. Zach cried. My best mm. friend Michelle cried at the documentary. It's such a beautiful story of um, normalizing family situations with the LGBTQ community. Mm. and and it's it's it i don't want to give too much away but like the documentary shows the behind the scenes of how people in that community have been affected in such a positive way by the show and it's like how supportive it is each episode gets better and better like season six like the last season is like my favorite season like it just the writing is phenomenal the direction is phenomenal. The the characters they they just grow and grow, and it, I can't I can't get over it. Like when the show ended, I was so bummed that I didn't have to, it to look forward to anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, Twenty minutes an episode. It's I I love it. Jared, you got to get on the Shit's Creek train. I know I will. Okay, so that's it for my recommendations. My sister texted me that she got into uh, falling in love in the quarantine or love during the quarantine or something like that, which is also on Hulu. And Mm. it's a, it's a fictional show about falling in love and how to love and date during quarantine. So like, that was like, that was produced quick, but she said, she said it's a little corny, but that she did cry. So 
you know, maybe that's a good one to watch. Yeah. Um, I have a strong, strong recommendation now. It's a little on the heavier side. Okay. But there's a series called I May Destroy You that's on HBO. Um, it is written and directed by an amazing woman of color, Michaela Coel. Um, and she's British, so it, it's set in England. And it heavy topics, right? It's like her personal story about... Um, well, I, I don't know if it's a, I, I don't know like to what degree it's sort of fictional or autobiographical, but it's a story about a young woman of color and there's sexual assault and just sort of all of the intersectionalities of like race and ethnicity mm. and, and our modern culture and like social media gets wrapped up in it. And there's like other sort of, and, and she's heterosexual on the show, but there's other stories of like gay characters on the show that are very prominent mm. and stuff. It's, it's a heavy show, but it's, fucking incredible mm. it's one of the most brilliant like creative endeavors i've seen in a long time i think i've heard i think i heard someone else talking about that or was it you talking about it to me might have been me yeah oh <laughs> really good well good okay so you guys should be set for your christmas holidays yes yeah in terms of terms of like binging so i think last week i had mentioned on our episode that um, the late, the girl who took our photos for the podcast. Yes. And I accidentally said her name was Jenna Guzman. I, I have a piano student whose last name is that. So I think that's what I was thinking, but her name is Jenna Lowry. So Jenna Lowry, I just wanted to correct that is the photographer that took our photos. Yes. For, yeah. And, and what's she's her on handle? Instagram. It's belching babe. Yeah. She's at belching babe. Yeah. 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 You know, she won city council. <gasps> that's amazing. Yeah. So she's city yes. council for Redlands now. Which is yes, cool. vote, people vote. Yeah, I love it. So, yeah, so congrats to uh, to our photographer. Congrats and to then... our new city councilwoman, Belching Babe. <laughs> uh, excuse me, uh... Madam Councilwoman. <laughs> that was great. That was good. That was good comedic timing, Jared. Thank you. Thank you. The other thing is I... I wanted to give a quick update on Olive. So she had her final appointment at the end of her eight weeks. And um, basically she still has some healing she has to do. The bone hasn't completely healed, but she is able to have more freedom. So she's been jumping on the bed. She's been off leash in the house. I still have her to take her outside on a leash. So she's not like sprinting. But um, so we have about three more weeks of like, just really slowly giving her more exercise and kind of building that muscle back around the joint mm. and the bone for stability. But um, yeah, the doctors were super pleased. And so like, we're basically out of the woods and can now just like heal and help her lose some weight. Cause she's gotten a little tubby. She hasn't oh. been able to like exercise for like seven yeah, months. That isn't yeah. her fault. Yeah. And I wasn't gonna like just because she couldn't exercise, I wasn't gonna like starve her, you know. So she got, <laughs> you know, she got lots lots of chicken and rice and and her regular food and some bones. <laughs> she actually is quite tubby. She really is. <laughs> so well, anyway. I'm sure being at your parents' house, like I feel like they they Oh feed my, the oh dogs. I oh yeah. Zach and I went to Charleston. My mom was in charge of Olive, came back. I'm sure Olive was five pounds heavier. My That's mom is funny horrible about overfeeding the animals she likes overfeeding people too your mom yeah she does she's yeah. yeah it's yeah 
I know. It, and she it comes from me. a deep generosity of spirit within her, I think. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The other thing is I wanted to say, well, okay. Well, Ben, I am like really not putting this well together today, but I think it's Hey, fine. you know what? You got a lot on your mind, apparently. I do. Yeah. And we have to go quick. I'm like trying to get this out quick. So uh, we are COVID negative. So Zach and I got our COVID test back. So we're negative. So that's Congratulations. great. Um, and so I'm going to go home tomorrow. So I'm going to go mm-hmm. back home and be with my parents. But it's like super fun kind of playing house and like, you know, being here when Zach gets home from work. And so it's, you know, it's been really fun. He has like a jacuzzi like right outside. Oh. So we've been going in the jacuzzi every night, which has been really like, nice. Like is it his private jacuzzi or is it in the complex? No, it's in the complex. So he's in like yeah. this really nice like apartment complex and there's a community pool and jacuzzi. There's like three of them though. Does he have a lap pool? Is it like big there's, enough to swim? It's not, uh, you could swim laps for sure. But it's not like a full size lap it's swimming pool. N- not the one next to him, but the main one, sure. Oh, interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll talk. Okay. And then I wanted to, so last week I was talking about my neck, right? And Mm -hmm. I had gotten these results. Well, I got the actual results and it's like so much worse than what my original doctor told me. Really? Yes. Like when I was on the phone, so like, remember the doctor that finally was like set the MRI correctly. And then he's like, yeah, I'm going to refer you to like an ortho. Mm -hmm. Well, I said, Hey, listen, like I'm going to see my PT. So can you just can you email me the report so that I can show him, you know, because he wasn't like super clear with me. He was like, yeah, you have a bulging disc in this spine or in this disc. And you've got some like, um, basically wear and tear on the, Mm. okay. So I have two bulging discs. I have a bulging disc in C5 and C6. I have the narrowing of the foramen, which is, so it's the, it's basically the area that the spinal cord goes through. So mm-hmm. it's narrowing at C67, which is pushing on the spinal cord. And then mm-hmm. I have spinal stenosis in C67, which is not good because basically what it does is the bone is pushing, the disc is pushing into the nerve. Mm. So like that explains all of like my nerve and my arm issues, like, I was telling Zach, I was like cleaning dishes today and using my arm to like scrub. And within 15 minutes, I got a headache that went up to my head. Oh, wow. It's crazy. Yeah. So anyway, it was just kind of frustrating. But, um, you know, I'm I'm waiting for the referral to go see the ortho. And I'm sure I'll have some updates for you guys like when we come back in the new year. Well, now everyone can transfer all of their like positive healing vibe energy that was pointed towards Olive, and now they can point it towards you. I know, I know. Olive and I are switching places. Exactly. She's gonna be. <laughs> she's gonna be yelling at you not to get up and run around. I know. She's gonna be like, "Mom, lay down." Actually, she probably won't. She'll be like, "Mom, get up and play with me." Yeah. Yeah, she won't like it. Okay, so that was kind of like all the things that I wanted to say before we chat a little bit yeah. do you have anything to say about your week any updates what's going on with dating uh you know back to square one um which i feel good about like i think i've been really like uh you know like staying in this centered place of like abundance mindset of like yeah like you know like 
That's a, and and even it's it's helpful to even remember that in the little like I I actually talked to you what yesterday, Leanna, about like this person that we, I was sending messages back and forth with, and I was yes, like, this person. Oh yeah, tell the story. Okay, so. To me, like there's a thing, there's a rhythm to when you're messaging back and forth with somebody where like, you know, you should both be asking each other questions, but you should also both be like contributing things about yourself or whatever, right? So if you're, if somebody's like just asking questions and not saying anything about themselves, or if somebody's not asking me questions back, like in either of those scenarios, I'm like, oh, this is annoying. Like I don't. And then you have to ask, like, do I feel like continuing to message this person? So I, I, it's on Bumble. So this woman messaged me and she was like, hey, how was your weekend? And I was like, it's really good. You know, I did this and this and this. How about you? And then she just writes back like, oh, wow, that sounds really busy. Any plans for today? And I was like... So like yeah. no, yeah. So no, like no. Ignores the ig- two questions yeah. I asked her. Yeah, about acknowledgement her of the questions you asked. Yeah. yeah. So, and then I go, and I'm already like, okay, that's a little weird, but okay, whatever. So then you know, because she had said any plans today, so I'm like, yeah, I'm doing this, this, and this. And I go, how about you? And then I said, you know, is there a reason? You know, I kind of like jokingly was like. Haha, like, is there a reason you didn't answer my question about your weekend? Like, have you been like doing like clandestine activities or something like that? And then she writes back, ha, ha, like, ha, ha, how did you know? And then that's it. What? Yeah. That's like, okay. That- so at this point, you're just like refusing. And yeah. I, I, like, what is that? I don't know. So anyway, I was glad that like while this was happening, I talked to you on the phone, Leanna, and I was like, can I just hit unmatch on this person right now? And you were like, yes, do it. And then I did it. Then I hung up the phone with you. And then I was like, should I have done that? And I, I for a second, I, like, I thought, I'm like, can I undo that? Um, but then I was like, no, fuck that. Like, no. that was right. And that's, yeah. that's the abundance mindset of like, yeah, this wasn't clicking, like, whatever, move on. Like, let it go and move on. So here's the thing with all of that, because I remember, like, I always had this experience of, like, unmatching or someone was rude or someone unmatched me. And there is a little bit of, like, like, there's a little bit of, like, a loss, like, almost, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But then you just have to talk to yourself and be like, I didn't even know that person. And that person doesn't know me. Like, this isn't a personal thing, right? But I also think like people show you who they are from the beginning. So mm-hmm. if she is not going to engage with you on an app, then, well, there's two things. One, she's just kind of lazy and wants the other person to do all the work. Or two, she may might have been seeing or talking to someone else that she was more interested in, right? And so she just- Oh, yeah, that's interesting. She wasn't really going to invest a ton of time in you. But if you mm-hmm. kept- asking her questions or engaging with her, she would respond, but she wasn't really into it. But like, maybe she needed to keep some people on the side, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I think you're exactly right. I think the way I've been thinking about it too, is like almost in like a sort of mystical or spiritual sense, like 
like you get a sense of each other. So like, I mean, and like, and, and the fact that she didn't like ask me any questions or, 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 mm-hmm. or that she didn't answer any of my questions doesn't mean she's a bad person or whatever. I'm sure she's a perfectly lovely person, but yet like our connection wasn't clicking. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. there. And so like, it's almost like trusting, like trusting the intuition and the gut on that of like, you know, like even from the moment you like look at someone else's profile and if you're like, oh, huh cool or if you're like "Mm, i don't think so because then you can you can get into your head about like well no i mean you know that they they've got a graduate degree or whatever you know you start talking to yourself and all the things but like i'm way into right now like trust the gut like it wasn't clicking like shut it down move on yes totally for that and i'm also like not i'm really enjoying my like sober life i'm not in a in a hurry like i don't feel the need to like to like like, oh, I have to start talking to a bunch of people and I have to like have, you know, like dates lined up or whatever. I'm like, well, you know, I'll put some time into it. And if something pans out. Good for cool. you. If not, cool. I love yeah. that. Well, that plus may we're- change like when the holidays come on strong, especially if I like decide not to travel because of yeah, COVID stuff. And like, I just found out that my housemate, this is why it's important for us to watch The Amazing Race tonight, Leanna, because he's... He has a second home, so he's leaving tonight. I'm not going to see him again until Sunday. And then he'll be here Sunday night, Monday night next week. And then he's going to be gone until January. Oh, wow. So I'm going to be like in this big house by myself Uh, for like three straight weeks. So maybe I'll get a little more like I need to be dating someone then. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you're going to be over watching The Bachelorette with us. Yes. You're invited to Christmas dinner or whatever we have. Thank you. You're invited to Christmas mo- movies. You can always hang out with us. Mm-hmm. I, I actually bought a... Okay, so wait. I have to tell you something, and I want to know how you feel about it. Okay. I sort of... I I bought a Christmas present for your mom without, like... I didn't, like, intend to buy a Christmas present for your mom. But have I, you like... Have rem- a Christmas present yet? That's the thing, no. And... and oh! <laughs> no, I already told you what I want for Christmas. What's that? I want dark chocolate peanut M&M's. Oh, yes. Done. Okay. Thank you. Putting the note in my phone right now. <laughs> what do you want for Christmas? I don't want anything. Oh, I'm a zero on gift giving, remember? Okay. Um, so what did you get my mom? It's this cool thing where you can, you can make homemade whipped cream like super easily and quickly. Hmm. That's mm-hmm. kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, because we are like always need whipped cream. Yep. I'm really, and I, I remembered my sister has one or whatever. And I remember this because yeah. I, I wasn't even like, oh, it's almost Christmas time or whatever. I just yeah. was talking to my sister and I remember this thing. And I was like, that's a, that would be like the perfect, like really nice thing to get. Yeah, for I like that. That's like sweet. It. I'm sure she'll really appreciate that. Yeah, but don't, don't tell her because it's more like in the I'm just giving you this gift for no reason. Yes, then it is and because Christmas. then she's going to feel obligated to get you a gift. I don't and, want her to yeah. get me anything. She's gotten me so many cool things from garage sales. That's yeah. more than enough. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I won't tell her. Okay, great. I mean, I already texted her what you got her, but I won't tell How her. How dare really. you? <laughs> um, friend, should we go now to Queen's Gambit and then lead us into that topic? Yes, let's okay. do it. Let's so do it. So if you have not watched the Queen's Gambit tonight, after you finish listening to this episode, you need to go start it. Yeah. It's, it is, it's a really great show. It is yep. a phenomenal show. 
The first two episodes are a little slow. Mm-hmm. Um, but e- at the end of each episode, it really catches you. I think it really picks up on the third episode. Um, but it's it's just a story of this phenomenal young woman who is a genius and ends up um kind of a chess master, ends up being a yes. chess master and learns very early on. She uh was an orphan, and it, you know, there's a lot of things about um I don't know. I don't want to give away too much, but there's some addiction stuff in it. Mm -hmm. And then there's the whole thing about, you know, a woman being in a play, a man's world. Yes. You know, and what comes along with that. And I didn't think there was ever anything like, like, I don't think any of the men were ever like hitting on her or being like inappropriate. There were some relationships with, with um, some guys, but I don't think it was ever like a, um, I think it was a more of like, well, what is she doing? She's not a man. She must not be good. And then they realize, oh, she's really good. And then she actually is very respected in the field. Yeah. Yeah, And like, yeah. So there's that initial like underestimation, not being taken seriously. And then her as a character, you know, she's like super strong Mm -hmm. and independent and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And there's actually, I mean, like, look, if you don't want any spoilers, like fast forward the show, I feel like a little bit. Uh, yeah, I mean, I we're not going to give forward. like major yeah. spoilers, but like, but also like, I think there's a beautiful thing in the show where actually a lot of the men she encounters, like she becomes close with and they become like this really genuine sort of supportive community for her. Yeah. You know, in a non-romantic like, way. Yes. And, and then in the end, the, the one that really is the rock for her is her female friend. Mm. who is really ultimately like her sister. Yes. And so she wasn't like a man didn't save her. It was like the two women came together and like Mm -hmm. helped each other. And, um, and then, and then not only that, but like then even the men at the end were supporting her and being her friends and like, like cheering her on. And it was like, there wasn't this, like there was romance in it, but that wasn't like the main part of it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was nice that it, it veered away from the whole, like, and then the guy that she's been dreaming about the whole time, they wind up happily ever after. Right. It's like, God, how many times have we seen that story? Right. Like we don't need that anymore. And, and there was such a beautiful way that the story came in full circle of her really just finding home with just regular people, mm-hmm. you know, like it just like her and, yeah. um, you know, like that, the final scene is yes. so sweet. Oh, it's so lovely. So sweet. I just like it, it, I can't say enough good things about it. Yes. And, and, and if you're a person like me, and you love every show or movie where the main character is uh, like very like self-destructive and the whole time you're like, <laughs> are this person's demons going to destroy them or are they going to overcome those demons? Um, then this is a really good show for you because yeah. that's like very prominent. And it's al- almost in a way, I actually love the way it was sort of similar to Fleabag. In- yes. 
while you're watching totally. the present behavior, you're getting yes. like little snippets of like, like the wrestling with the past and like, yes. And they reveal it in a very sort of like natural, like psychologically natural way. Like the yes. same way you can kind of see the character mm-hmm. bringing these things into their own awareness. It comes into your awareness as the viewer in the same sort of tempo and stuff like that. Yeah. I thought it was. Yeah. Cool. It's just beautiful. Yeah. Good show. Seven episodes, hour long episodes. Yes. Um, worth a, worth a go for sure. Totally. So let's have that lead in because, um, although she didn't really have a ton of like inappropriate things happen to her, she did have to deal with things because she was a woman in a man's world. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we're going to be a little heteronormative today. Did I use the word right? Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, mostly talking about female to male situations, but we are aware that this can happen to men as well. Um, and especially um, trans or um, gay, bisexual, um, lesbian. So, you know, all of that can happen as well. But we're going to mainly, I think, mainly focus on just when females are encountering inappropriate um, yes. so situations like, with men. Yeah, by the numbers, right? So men, so women are, you know, more likely to experience harassment than men. Men do experience harassment. Um, what is true is uh, men are vastly more uh, uh, predominantly the harassers. So whether that is a woman being harassed or a man being harassed, it's much more likely that it's a man that's doing the harassing. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, right, women are also and can be harassers and that does happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like you said, um, people that are LGBTQI, all of those, all of those things, um, you know, are, are at higher risk actually, mm-hmm. um, than, than hetero folks. So, yeah. yeah. Well, let's start off by telling my most recent incident that kind yes, of I haven't it. like heard this story and I've been dying to yeah. get the, you know, okay, I'm going to pull, happened. I'm going to pull up the, uh, texts. Okay, so I'm going to be very uh, confidential, but I recently have started working with uh, a new client for yoga, mm-hmm. and I had known him before. He used to take my classes when I was at a studio and mm-hmm. reached out to me recently because we're still in this pandemic. If you're following the news California is in like our third lockdown. (laughs) So, but I've been meeting one-on-one with people, um, you know, before the lockdown hit and we wear masks and we are in my office space and I'm very safe about it, but I do have people come in one-on-one and he's a really nice guy. I remember him being very sarcastic jokes a lot. And I remember there being a lot of jokes about um, sexual things. So sexual innuendos, women, uh, women in the kitchen, you know, things that. uh, This is, so these are things when you say you remember this, when he was taking your class at a studio a couple of years ago, like this is what you remember. Yes. I mean, his wife, he and his wife would come to class together. Mm -hmm. 
And I would kind of talk, I always talk to my students after class. And so I would remember he'd always come up to me and be like, that class was so awesome. Like, thank you so much. You kicked my butt. Like he was very appreciated, loved my classes. Um, and I just remember there being a lot of jokes. Mm-hmm. So now what, can I ask you a question here? Mm-hmm. Where like, do you ever remember like being uncomfortable? Yes. So I remember being uncomfortable because there were some jokes about me being attractive in front of his wife mm. and, or like how, cause I was single and I was saying something like I had been on a date or I, I joked, I said, if you have anybody you want to set me up with, go for it. Cause we were on a friendly terms. And yeah. I think he said something like, well, I don't want to set, them up with you because I want to date you or something like that. And his wife was like right there. Wow. So, I mean, obviously I didn't really, I just ignored it because mm-hmm. obviously like nothing was going to happen. And I'm assuming they're in a relationship where she's used to that behavior. Right. It doesn't make it right. doesn't make it right. And I would be mm-hmm. very upset, but I can't judge the relationship. I don't know. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm also just to throw a wrench in here. I also just because right, we recently had Aaron on the show, and I'm like, is this guy trying to go about being ethically non-monogamous in a really like like dumb way? Like, I almost wonder if he's like throwing out flirty things, and then he waits if any woman takes the bait, and then if she seems interested, then he'll be like, hey, just so you know. I'm in this open relationship or whatever. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that is possible. It doesn't seem very likely. Let me fast forward here. Let me fast forward. So he reaches out to me, says he's interested in some one-on-one sessions. And I said, sure, come look at my space, make sure it would work for you. And then he says he wants to meet and um, comes in. And it just it got very quickly to my relationship with my wife isn't going well. Um, This is in person. Yes. Okay. So starts talking about his life and how his wife is mad at him. And I said, Oh, I'm so sorry. And he said, I'm trying to be a better man and you know, all of this stuff. And then it got to, you know, and I'm a good listener and I just kind of let people talk and I say, mm-hmm, you know, and a, a lot of, a lot of yoga, a lot of piano is actually very like therapeutic for people. So I think because I'm a good listener and I'm very open, people feel very comfortable opening up to me. Like I've never, like I was in Marshall's one time and some woman like spilled her life story to me and I was just trying to buy a dress, you know, like mm-hmm. it's just, yeah. it's very natural for people to open up. And so I, I didn't, I didn't, wasn't engaging like, oh, what happened? What's going on? Tell me details. But I wasn't like going to be like, hey, stop talking about this, you know? Yeah. And I mean, so what I'm feeling and and tell me if this is how it was for you, but like, so yes, you are a very like kind, compassionate person and a really good listener. Um, And, you know, you're open yourself and you're non-judgmental and all that stuff. But I'm almost wondering if like, as this is happening, there's also a weird power differential thing happening because, you know, like, like if, if I was you in, 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 in that situation, if I started to feel uncomfortable, I might also feel like, 
well, if I just like shut him down, you know, like I'm supposed to be like creating a welcoming space for this person or whatever, like because he's like a customer in your business at that point on some level. Oh, like, I see what you're were saying. Were you a little hesitant to just be like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, as the, yes, absolutely. Because, um, as the service provider in this correct, scenario, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. I'm never going to just cut someone off. I'm never going to, um, like every now and then I'll, I have to set some boundaries and I'm just very careful about how to say that. But, mm-hmm. but typically with like, this is the first, like I've had male clients before, like that's, mm-hmm. I'm not new to that, but I think this is the first time that I felt more like they just needed to talk and we're talking about stuff that I didn't really, I was just trying not to think too much about it. Yeah. Well, then after every session, it would be like, I enjoyed that so much. I appreciate you. I'm so sore, you know, would check in. What are you doing? Oh, so he's he's texting you afterwards Uh now. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And um, I just would be like, hey, um, oh, that's so great. I'm so glad, you know, and I mean, I'm not going to just not respond. He's my client, right? But then things started being said in session about just there's a lot of sexual innuendo that can come from yoga. Right. Yes. And he, I don't remember how some of these topics got brought up, but you know, I found out all this information about how he goes to strip clubs and he loves women and he can't stop looking at women. And he, um, Never, he says he's never cheated on his wife in all the years that they've been together. He's never cheated on her. Which, side note, that is now the third time that a married man has said that to me. And it's like, why is that a prize? Like, why are men being like, I've, it's been 18 years and I have never cheated? Like, like he's like, you're welcome. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You're welcome for not, you know, breaking that vow that I made. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, I mean, to the, I mean, to their credit, it is very unusual, you know? I mean, I think it's, I think, I think cheating and affair happens much more often than, than we think or know of, but I agree with you, yeah. but it's not, it shouldn't be this prize, right? Yes. So anyway, just all this information that was and it's also weird, with- like, cause I think men do this where they're performing like, what a great guy I am. Yes. In order, yes. but like, it's like. It's so clear that you're performing this act to get into my pants, which sort of makes you not a great guy. Right. So like, don't you think I can see through that a little bit? I don't know. Yeah. So this is kind of where the story is going to lead. So the first time he showed up, it got brought up. Like, are you, or somehow I think I slid into the conversation that I had a boyfriend Yes. This this was after I think he was like, yeah, things are going well with my marriage. Which is, I think, a very strategic move that a lot of women do. You like sort of casually drop the boyfriend or husband bomb. Yes. And yet it still like drops like a bomb, like no matter how how subtly you try to slip it in. Yes. And then like as the man in that situation, because I've been the man in the situation where I'm not even hitting on the person. And then they, you know, like. And then I, and then my job is to be like, 
oh, awesome. Like, you know, totally cool with it. Like, whatever. Yeah. But I think that's good. I think that's a good, like, signaling, like, yeah. hey, this is what's happening in my life. And, like, a good person who sincerely doesn't want to make someone else uncomfortable will take that hint. Now, right. not all people are socially like have that emotional intelligence have that sort of social cue perception savvy or whatever so just because someone doesn't pick up the hint doesn't mean that they're a terrible person it just means that maybe they're really bad at fucking picking up hints or it means that they're a shitty person i don't know right yeah so just to kind of wrap up the story because i'm gonna try and wrap it up quick here so i made the comment about how i had a boyfriend and his Mm -hmm. reaction to that comment was oh well, I guess I don't need to come for these sessions anymore. Like, no, like seriously. No, no, no. It was a joke, Oh, but he was hinting like the reason he was coming was because he wanted to date me or Mm -hmm. whatever. So that was the hint. And I just was like, ha ha ha, you know? So then he's, he starts texting me a lot. And um, we were talking about the queen's gambit. And I said, you got to watch it. And it's a Friday night. And I get a text from him at like, um, I get a text at like 8.15 at night and he goes, what was the Netflix show called queen? And I didn't respond right away because I was like with sack. And then he goes, found it. Thanks for nothing. Mm -hmm. Like he was joking, but he was commenting on the fact that I didn't respond. Sure. And I just responded with the laughy face. And then he goes, your boyfriend is probably like who the, who the fuck is this guy? Mm -hmm. Like insinuating that Zach would be uncomfortable with the fact that this random dude's name is showing up on my phone at 8.15 on a Friday night. Yeah, he's highlighting the fact that you and he are texting. Correct. Yes. And so I just was like, okay, I got to nip this. So I just said, laugh out loud. He doesn't care. He trusts me. Right? So it's just like, how are you going to respond to that? Like, if I had said, um, ha, 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 and then left it at that, then he would have had more room to go in. Right. And I knew mm-hmm. I needed to nip it. So I was just like, he doesn't care. He trusts me because mm-hmm. like for a guy that's like trying to get in, like the, he's not going to feel the opening. If like he, if the, he knows that the guy that I'm with is not threatened by him. Mm, I see. Does that, that make sense? sense? Yeah. So, um, so then I didn't hear from him. And then I think a few days later, he was like, okay, now I finished the show. Mm -hmm. And so then I saw him a couple days later. And for your like lesson for the actual lesson. Yeah. Um, And there was some like, you know, inappropriate stuff that came up, but I just laugh it off or don't say anything. So, and I'm very short with him. Like when I text back, but he Mm -hmm. goes, I, and I, I almost also, after the, the thing, after his comment about how Zach would feel uncomfortable with him texting me, I almost got to the point where I was going to talk to him in person. That, see, that's what I was going to highlight here, because I think what the place where you're at, it, at this point in the story, and so many points in the story, is such a, I think, something that will be so relatable to so many people, so particularly so many women who are listening, of this, like... You're really trapped in this like, okay, so do I call this out 
and make a big deal and like sort of say, hey, I want to have a serious conversation with you about this and like set the boundaries? Or do I just kind of go along and keep trying to drop the hints and it's really not that bad and he hasn't like really crossed the line? And I think people who do these kinds of things do that intentionally, mm-hmm. right? Where they're dancing right up to the line mm-hmm. without crossing it. And then they like nudge the line a little bit, you know, like like mm-hmm. try to push the line out a little bit and then a little bit more and stuff because they're they're trying to keep people in that like space of like, well, I, I don't know which one to do. And, and then the really shitty thing is sometimes when someone's like, hey, let me talk to you about your behavior. The shitty move that a lot of people will do is be like, whoa, 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 why are you making such a big deal about this? Like, and they sort of shame you and and kind of right. make it, see, you know. And so right. that's why people really wrestle with this decision. Mm-hmm. So, yes. anyway. So, so I had thought about doing it in person, mm-hmm. but then I was leaving for Charleston. I was going to quarantine the week after. He had told me he was going to be out of town for a bit. So I thought, you know what? I may not even see him in person for a long time. So yeah. I'm just not going to, I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. Well, then he texted me a couple of days and says, I'm still sore from Tuesday. And mm-hmm. I just responded with the hands like that go like the thumbs together and the fingers up like, yay, kind of a thing. Oh yeah. And then he goes, I've had women tell me before, but I've never told that to a woman. Ugh. I mean, this is like, and that's like on the, that's like on the modest side of like things that have been said. So he's like, I, he's like, he's like, just so you know, I'm talking about making their vagina sore. I just, <laughs> I mean, basically, just in case, yeah, just in case that wasn't like unsubtle enough. Right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So oh. I responded with the hand to face palm emoji. Okay. Um, and then I was like, all right, I got to address this. So I said on that note. I was going to say that moving forward, I prefer to leave sexual innuendos out of our texts and convos. I enjoy our convos. I just like to leave that stuff out. And I added the little smiley face. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'm sorry, I will. And then I said, and then I said, it's okay. Thanks for understanding. Cool. And he has um, texted me still like about our session. And it's just been very businessy. He asked me how my trip was, but like, so, I mean, obviously there's still interest there. Yeah. But I think he knows where my boundaries are now. And, uh, yeah. Right. Like obviously. And moving forward now, if he does not respect that, then he's out. There you go. So that, you know, it, it's interesting because like when I'm dating a guy or when mm-hmm. I have dated guys and inappropriate things have been like happened like this, I'm like, fuck you. Like get out of my life. Like I never want to see you again, but it's different when it's clients. Yeah. Because I don't know. Like I, I think speaking as someone who's been married for a long time, mm-hmm. I get it. Like I get the desire to be connected with someone else Mm -hmm. when things aren't going well in your marriage or at home or in your long-term relationship and you, and you find someone who you feel a connection with, who like listens to you is 
mentoring you in some form, like, um, you know, I've looked up to multiple yoga teachers and it's when when it's the opposite sex, it's something different about it because it just always is, yeah. right? And so, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I've, when I was married, like, I specifically would, like, go take class from male teachers because it was just nice to, like, see an attractive male and to have them lead me through a practice And like, I wasn't expecting anything to come from that, but like, but I get it. Like I get the, the need and the want for that attention. Right. Yeah. And, and sometimes that can be, that's not always unhealthy, right? It can just be like sort of having that attention, having that dynamic, like it, it, it's not an unhealthy thing to appreciate people that find you attractive or, you know, or whatever. Right. right? right. Yeah. And I'm not, and I'm not condoning affair. I'm not condoning yes. cheating. Right. I'm not condoning emotional cheating or anything like that. Like I just, I understand the need for connection. I just think that if that's where you are in a relationship, you need to go talk to your partner mm-hmm. because something's mm-hmm. missing. Right. So if you're, if you're needing to find that connection somewhere else, go work it on it with your partner. Um, I've had that. Yeah. I've, I've had that where when I've been in dating relationships and feel myself like, like starting to slide down that slope with, you know, like maybe someone that you've hooked up with in the past or whatever, like texts you and then you start texting back and then you're like thinking about that person or whatever. To me, like that's, I take that as like a red flag of like, I either need to talk to my partner yes, or I need to think about whether I'm kind of checked out of this relationship. And like, maybe this is like, this is a data point. This is a piece of evidence of like, should I still be in this? Is my heart still in this? Yes. And I think that this is, oh my gosh, we could have a whole conversation and episode about this, but you know, cheating and affair, it's a symptom. It's a symptom of Mm -hmm. a bigger issue that's happening in the relationship. And so, and, and I say this out of like experience, not just from my side, but the amount of married men that have hit on me is grotesque. Yeah. Like blatantly hit on me like like propositioned you to go propositioned to propositioned me yes. yes yes you are I'm, you, there are so many women who are i'm sure like screaming at their at their phones and stereos I'm and everything sure. right now yes yeah, yeah. and um and you know i'm in, in a place in my life you know if i'm being very transparent here there was a time in my life where that was a turn on to me mm, mm-hmm. it was exciting to have someone want me that was with someone else. Um, it was exciting to do something I shouldn't be doing. Yeah. And I was at a very unhealthy place in my life. Mm-hmm. So I just want you guys to know, like, I, I have been there on both mm-hmm. sides of the spectrum. And so I'm at a place in my life now though, where that will never happen again. Because I know, 
I know what signs to look for in myself. And I know how to spot those signs in the guys that choose to uh, proposition me. Yeah. Because it's always, it's always a slow, like you said, it's a slow um, proposition. It's like yeah. a little flirtatious comment here. It's like trail of breadcrumbs, right? Yeah. <sighs> yes. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, so wait, can I, can I ask you a couple of questions? Yeah. I know this kind of like went in a different direction. No, I think it's great. I think okay. I like, I'm actually, I'm excited. Cause I'm like, Ooh, this is like an old school episode where you're talking about yourself and opening up and I'm asking questions and just sort of joining in. Um, which I think is great. Uh, so, okay. So when you said, you know, when you sent your text of like, Hey, I would appreciate if we would leave the, the sexual innuendo out of it. Yeah. Like, I'm sure that that was like a nerve wracking text to send. Honestly, no. Really? Because, Good. yeah, because, um, I figured he respected me enough that he would not answer. I, cause I, he's not a bad guy. He's yeah. really not. He's a sweetheart. He's just going okay. through, he's just going through a hard time. Yeah. And he, he's just, he's kind of like, he's kind of one of, it's kind of like that cult, that male culture of like strip clubs and women in the kitchen. And like, that's kind of like where his head is, is that whole culture. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of research on that. Like men who hold these more hyper-masculine attitudes of like, you know, yeah, like tend to do more stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think that he had, he is a nice person. Yes. And See, I, I think that's cool. Like, so the, both you knowing that and also you feeling empowered enough and sure enough in yourself of like, no, like I've just, you know, I'm going to set my boundary here and like, and like not then kind of worrying about it. Yeah. And I, and I think I'm at the point too, where like, I know that I'm a strong person. I don't need his money. I make money in a lot of different areas. And yeah. so if he reacted negatively, I would just, it would be a block and buy, mm -hmm. you know, like, like I don't yeah. have to offer him a service. Yeah. Um, but if he wants to be cool about it, like he was, then great. Keep coming back. Like, yeah. and as long as that boundary stays and that professionalism stays, then I feel comfortable. I also feel like because I've set this up in the way that I did, if something happens in person, I can more, uh, I can feel more liberated to say something right then. Yes. Um, and, or if I don't feel comfortable, so ladies, this would be my advice. If you don't feel comfortable doing it in person, just wait till they leave and send a text. You, you mm -hmm. do not owe them an in-person talk. You don't owe them a phone call. You can send a text that be like, you know what? Or I'm not comfortable with this professional um, situation. I'm sorry, but we can't work together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you like, know? hey, let me refer you to another yoga teacher who you might be. Right, exactly. Right. Now, I also understand, though, that I'm an independent contractor. So it's very different for mm -hmm. me than it is for someone that works in like an office space. Yep. Right. So for I sure. wonder what, what are your thoughts on that? Like, well, being okay. In yeah, no, that's, I, I will definitely want to share some of that. Um, my final question for you about this experience though. <laughs> okay. Um, if you had to do it over again, would you do anything differently? 
No. Hmm. That's great. Yeah. So, okay. So one thing I want to share. So I'm a, I'm a subscriber on Reddit to the subreddit two X chromosomes, which is like women sharing stories, like primarily for support from other women and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so there's a great one. I won't read the whole thing, but it's from this woman who's 26 and female who just says, and the, the title of the post is finally stood up for myself during workplace harassment. Um, talks about working in healthcare, assisting patients a lot. Um, and, uh, you know, all, all in all, I've been working really hard in therapy by mentally preparing myself for responding to these situations, just like usually like older men, you know, like, you know, whatever, making, you know, flirtatious comments and stuff. Um, so I've been working really hard in therapy to prepare myself for responding to these situations. And I finally did it. A patient called me sweets today and I calmly addressed him and said, that I wasn't comfortable with being called that and to not do it again. Even when he said, oh, I call everyone that, hint, he doesn't. I stood my ground and said, well, it's the first time you've called me that. And I just want to be clear that I would like you to refer to me, that I, I wouldn't like you to refer to me as that. All in all, I'm proud of myself. It's been a long time coming with many examples of casual workplace sexual situations. I'm just really proud. Um, and then all of the like women in the comments are like clear, professional, firm, awesome job. I'm so proud of you. It's hard to immediately come up with a professional reaction in those situations instead of ignoring it slash laughing while being uncomfortable, which I think a lot of us do, you know, like, and it was just cool that like, and I think, you know, like you are someone who's like a little more like further along and more like securing yourself and independent. And like you said, in that independent contractor place where you're able to do that more, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, so a couple of things, right? Like one, so if we're talking about workplace harassment broadly, right? So there's two forms of workplace harassment from a legal context, right? One is called quid pro quo harassment, which like, hey, if you do this for me, I'll give you a promotion, mm. right? So that's the like this for that, like exchanging thing or like, and sometimes it's like, hey, unless you do this for me, then I'm going to do this bad thing, you know, that's going to impact you, right? Like, mm. and that is, isn't even necessarily like being fired. Sometimes it's just like getting work assignments or whatever. And the other one is hostile environment harassment, right? Which is, and usually the laws differ from state to state and stuff like that, but <clears throat> Usually that has to be either severe or pervasive or both. Mm -hmm. So it has to be like you're subject to unwelcome behavior that is objectively offensive, right? Like, so like a third person would be like, yeah, that's offensive. Um, And usually there's this bar that it has to be severe or pervasive because like one person making one insensitive or offensive comment does not constitute hostile environment harassment. Now that doesn't mean that it's okay, mm-hmm. right? It just means that it, it doesn't, you know, like from that legal stance. And so I think what's hard is people are in these situations all the time and they worry about, do I go to HR or what do I do? You know, and I think, well, I'm curious, like, do you have other points of advice for people who are in these situations in work scenario? Well, I think it would be important and you can let me know if this is accurate or not, but to have it in writing. Yes. 
right? So I would keep maybe, a record like from yes. the first thing. Like, like an, an email would be the most professional, right? Yeah. To send an email saying, hey, when this happened, it made me feel uncomfortable moving forward. I'd really appreciate if. Yes. Or I mean, but you can also just keep your own record before you've sort of decided what to oh, do. Oh, okay. Right? So, like, so just like, like the day on of, December yeah. 7th, like, you know, as we were leaving the meeting at 1.30, like so-and-so said this and like have the quote down because then if if it escalates or you decide to report further down the line and the person's like that's not the way it happened you're going to be like it's going to make a difference that you have these notes like from that day Mm -hmm. that you took right yeah um but yes absolutely like you know like in your example and the one i read if you can um like address it and remaining like sort of calm and professional and making sure that you're taking care of, like, like you said, you don't have to do it in the moment. Like you can do it later. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my biggest, uh, the things that I do, like, like something that I really believe in and have seen be so effective, not just for these situations, but even just if you have like a shitty boss who likes to be belittling and demeaning or something like that, like this works in so many situations is when someone says something that's a little like right at the line or over the line, the, maybe the most powerful thing you can do is just say, ask them to repeat themselves. Say like, what did you say? Right. And, Mm. or say, what did you mean by that? Mm. Because they're sort of relying on like, Oh, I'm making this joke or whatever. And you're like, well, what do you mean by that? Oh, oh, I was just kidding. Okay, no, I understand. But but so you said that I, I look like this. And like, so like, what's the, like, help me understand the joke, right? Mm. Because like, I, I said this to somebody, someone I knew who was a graduate student went to the dean of like, whatever their program and was like, I'm having this problem with this professor. And at some point, this dean or somebody you know, like was like trying to like pin it back on the student. And then my friend, the student was like, well, look, this, this is the, so like, what do you suggest for me then? And then this Dean was like, I don't know, medication. (gasps) And I, and that would be the perfect time to be like, what do you mean by that? Wow. Right. Because then you can, you know, like, and, and like you can do it when other people are around, it's very powerful and it sort of exposes them. And like mm-hmm. then without you having to like confront the behavior and be like, this is what you said and it made me uncomfortable. Like it just every other people see it. And, and even, if, even if there's not other people around, it sort of makes them sit with the full gravity of, of what they mm-hmm. just said, you know? Wow. And I, I think also what's interesting is like, and maybe this is just my style, but I have, when things happen over text or email or whatever, don't underestimate the power. Sometimes you can say the most powerful thing by not saying anything at all. Mm. Like when, when someone said, like if you're like texting back and forth and then someone says something inappropriate and you just leave it on red for like 24, 48 hours, like that will prompt them to go back and look at the message Mm. and like, they'll kind of go like, oh shit. Like, 
No, like I sometimes love that. just like just don't respond, and then that will sort of send them the message, or or it won't, and they'll keep coming, and then you can sort of escalate what your yeah. response is from there. You know. I think I want to share one more situation that didn't. So with the first situation I shared, he responded really well to mm-hmm. what I sent him. Yeah. With this situation, that wasn't the case. And so I want to kind of share that for those of you that may not have great responses to reaching mm-hmm. out. So I'll be very brief on this one. But basically, um, someone in a pool league that I was in, uh, kind of the same thing of um, was married and started mm-hmm. talking with, started giving me extra attention of like how to help me with my mm-hmm. pool game. And was on my team and like, I'm like, yeah, okay, I could use the help, right? Well, then started talking to me about um, how unhappy he was in his marriage. Mm. All the money his wife was spending said, if you ever want to go on a run, like, here's my number, like put his number in my phone, then would text me randomly, hi, get send gifts, whatever. And I'd just be like, hey, you know, like it wasn't, but I... But I mean, at that point, like, you know, like, obviously, like, I know that there's like another intention going on, right? Yeah. But there was no threat to me because I wasn't like, I wasn't attracted to this person. I wasn't interested in this person. He was just a team member. So if he wanted to just be friends, great. Like, I was more than happy to be friends. So there wasn't like, it wasn't like a sticky situation for me. Mm -hmm. Well... Then it got to the point where um, he was telling me how attractive I was, how sexy I was when I shot pool, and how he would check me out when I would play. Mm -hmm. And I just decided, like, I just, it was, oh, oh, I think the defining moment was I was texting with someone that I was seeing at the moment. And he said, who are you texting? And I was like, I'm texting my friend. He's like, well, how come you don't, how come you don't text me? And I was like, you're married. And then he was like, "Mm." and then, and then later that night, that night he asked me, he's like, so do you want kids? And I was like, I don't know. He's like, you don't want kids because he's like, was married and older, Mm -hmm. like telling me like what I wanted and what I didn't want. And like, Mm. it was just so inappropriate. Like it was just. It's such an yeah. inappropriate. And he's like getting a little possessive about over you. Very possessive. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Like very weird. So I just said, Hey, uh, so I texted him the following day. Mm-hmm. I'm getting the sense that you are interested in me as more than friends. I just want to be very clear that I do not reciprocate that. So this is a very, this was a much more poignant text yeah. because I wasn't working for him. Mm-hmm. He wasn't working yeah, for me, right? Sure. Yeah. I would like to be your friend and teammate. However, I need you to respect my boundaries and not ask me who I'm texting, why I don't text you, tell me you think I'm hot, or touch my leg through the hole in my pants. Because I had like some holes yeah, in my yeah, jeans yeah, and he yeah. was like putting his fingers in there. By the way, bravo on being like very specific and concrete. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I said, that all makes me feel uncomfortable. Thank you for understanding. Mm, great. Great message. So then he goes, um, wow. Okay. I'm sorry that you took it the wrong way. Yeah, of course. I'll keep my distance. 
with the rolly eyes and the sad crying face. Um, and then he, and then he says, I'll call so-and-so and let her know I'm going to sit the rest of the season out. Cause I don't want to be on a team where somebody feels uncomfortable. I am married. I do love my wife. I think you read the situation wrong, but you're entitled to your own opinion. Um, so anyway, I, I mean, I just, I didn't really respond to, I, I think I said, yeah, you don't job. have, I said, I think I said, you don't have to leave the team. Yeah. Just like respect my boundaries. Yeah. Um, but you know, that, that was a situation where obviously like he felt attacked, right. And probably rightfully so. And then his reaction was then to gaslight me that I I read the situation wrong yeah. and he loved his wife and how could I possibly say these things about him? Excuse me. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, so yeah, like that was kind of a situation where the response wasn't great, but I had a friend on the team that I was talking with and he was very supportive and it all ended up working out where, you know, he just didn't play with us for the rest of the season, but he didn't leave the team. And I was very like proud of how I handled it. So I think, I think sometimes like it's, it's like you said, like it's really good to be very communicative and very clear and poignant. Yes. And I, and I love the fact that I think that's another big thing. Even when someone doesn't take it well, like that's their shit. That's yes. not your shit, right? Yeah. Because like, and in in that example in the text, he was trying to make you be like, oh, well, you're blowing this way. He was trying to like put responsibility back on you mm -hmm. and you didn't let him. You were like, okay, whatever he's going to say, but like he knows yeah. what he did and I know what he did and it's fine. You know, and, and then not like letting him kind of guilt you over your reaction. Right. And, right. and what he's trying to do is guilt you over you setting a boundary. Mm-hmm. You know, and like you have, every person has every right to set the boundaries anywhere they, they want to set them, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I always remind people, right, like setting boundaries is not like launching a missile on a submarine where both people have to turn their keys. Yes. Like only, like one, only one person has to agree with the boundary. Like you don't right. have to agree with the boundary. You just, you have to respect it. Right, you know? exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I just wanted to share, you know, some experience that experiences that I have personally been through and, um, you know, get your Jared's opinion on it, because I think you have a great sense of, of what like is like acceptable and not acceptable. And, um, so I don't know what, what are your, we want to, you know, we can't spend forever talking about this, but this is such a point, like a, an amazing topic, but like, what are mm -hmm. your thoughts on like how to kind of, um, wrap this and bring this full circle? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, like, I, I don't know. I, I appreciated, I, I really appreciated and, and enjoyed like you sharing your personal experience. Cause I think that's really important and really like helpful for people and like, you know, and not like, Oh, Hey, like, this is what everyone should do. But like, you know, like, and kind of like your journey, you know, over some of the stories you shared, it showed like, you know, as you've developed your comfort level with kind of standing your ground and standing up for yourself and stuff like that. So I, I think that's really cool. Um, I mean, it's really interesting for me to hear these stories because as a man, 
you know, like on one level, it's like, okay, like I get it. Like I, 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 I'm sitting here wondering like, okay, like have I ever been that guy who's like made someone else uncomfortable? And like, I'm sure I have, like hopefully not in, in large ways. I actually, I, I know I have, like I can remember I, when I first started doing yoga, I was like in my like mid twenties and I started going to the studio and I went with some women that I was working with at the time. And, and the yoga teacher came up to me after like my first class and was like, Hey, like you, she, the, 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 the thing she said to me was, you have a beautiful practice. And I was like, Oh, like, thank you so much. I, you know, I, I started not too long ago and I, you know, I really love the class, like blah, blah, blah. And then there was a time where like a few weeks, you know, and then like we would chat a little bit and then there was a few weeks later where like I was, I was getting out of my car and walking into the studio like at the same time and like around the same place as she was. And I, I, I caught like that she kind of like saw me and like this like look of like, oh no, kind of flashed across her face. And I was like, and I saw that look and I registered it. And I internally was like, oh no, like, you know, cause I like, cause I, I was like, I wasn't like sitting in my car, like waiting for her to pull up so I could like try to get a chance to talk to her or whatever. Oh, but it, interesting. It felt like that's what she was perceiving, you know? Mm. Um, and so it's like. I, I don't know. I, I think people should be wary. Like anytime, you know, for like men, anytime you're in a professional situation, maybe just know like that power differential is there and like tread very lightly. And, mm. and even if you feel like there's a flirtation thing going on, like just like don't, you know, like don't push it unless you're like really sure or or unless you can kind of like put some distance there that that gets it away from the the workplace situation or the power differential or whatever. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know, but I, I, anyway, I'm just, um, yeah, I'm just appreciative because I think you sharing your stories, like the, the good, the bad and the ugly, right. Is always what, um, you know, helps people who are listening, who might be experiencing something similar, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I think, you know, maybe some takeaways for me are, it's okay to stand up for yourself. Mm -hmm. It's okay to set boundaries. Mm -hmm. You're not responsible for how the other person reacts. Mm -hmm. um, find people who support you, who can be there for you if you do have to confront someone. And if you're in a relationship or married, don't be hitting on other people. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I would also say, right, like use use your silence and your actions to send the message sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that one too. Yeah. You know, and, and even like even space, even physical distance, you know, um, you know, like if someone that you're friendly with starts crossing that boundary or whatever, like, and you just kind of like avoid going over to their part of the office or whatever, like they'll notice that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, or they won't, you know, so, 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 they might notice that and it might sort of send the clear enough message. Or if they don't notice that, then you obviously need to be a little more explicit with them. Mm -hmm. um, and again, like my biggest tip is just sort of asking people to repeat themselves, asking people what they meant, because so much of this behavior 
thrives on like being right on the line, you know, mm-hmm. and like putting people in an uncomfortable situation where they are afraid mm-hmm. to call it out because, oh, what if I'm wrong? And so mm-hmm. just saying like, what did you say or what did you mean sort of puts the puts the spotlight back on them. You yeah, know? I love that tip a lot. Like, I really, really love that because I think that could completely throw someone off of their quote unquote, like game, you know? Yeah. And, and sometimes, and if the person is really well-intentioned, it like, it can actually be more gentle than if you said, Hey, you know, I'm not like blah, blah, blah. Like if the person like, you know, they start real, you know, and, and I think, you know, I've known people who have done this and the person kind of is like, Oh, I was just, and then they'll say like, you know what? I'm sorry. It was, it was a bad comment to make. I was trying to be funny, but it wasn't funny. You know mm. I mean? Like sometimes it can even have like that, that good of an effect, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I think maybe just a simple, let's say in that moment, um, you don't, you know, you don't know how to reply. Well, what do you mean or whatever? And you kind of want to get out of that situation or a, a text after. I think that the most simple thing is I'm feeling uncomfortable. Here are my boundaries moving forward. Yes. And, and being specific about the behavior. Yeah. Right. Like the more general you are, the more it can become, it can be misinterpreted or misunderstood, or it can kind of become like this back and forth, like argument, Mm -hmm. right? Like if you're like, look, you know, the way you hit on me is very uncomfortable. The person's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, what? I don't hit on you, you know, but like, Hey, look, you calling me sweetie and telling me that you like the way I look in these jeans, you know, like be very like, like list specific concrete behaviors. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, definitely. The other thing I want to say too, this just occurred to me. um, If you, you don't have to accept someone's apology, Mm. you know, like, and, and, and this is also true. Like if people do, go to human resources or or a supervisor in the workplace or whatever sometimes you know one of the remedies of that process is like not, not necessarily the person being fired or whatever but if that person is like oh my gosh i want to apologize like blah, blah blah as the employee in that situation you can choose to accept that apology and be gracious about it and still say look i don't want to be you know in the same workspaces as this person or whatever, you know? So just because someone wants to apologize doesn't mean that you need to accept that or, or that that's the end of it, you know, still continue to advocate for like what you need in that space to not be in a hostile environment when you're just trying to be at work, you know? Correct. Yeah. 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 And I think just to bring back the very first um, example, like, you know, he apologized right away but that could have already been it for me. Be like, you know, I, I appreciate your apology, but I've just decided that it's best for me not to move forward with this professional relationship. Right. Exactly. So, exactly. And, and you have every right to say that and do that. So, yeah. Yeah. I love that. All yeah. right, you guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It, um, I think this is really an important topic to talk about. And it's something that we can definitely keep talking about. I'd love to bring on a guest to, to discuss this with us, but, um, you know, we want to know, we want to give you guys tools to feel empowered and strong in situations like these. So I hope we did that. I agree. And hit us up, like keep the conversation going. Like you, you know, if, if you've been listening and screaming at your phone the whole time, uh, 
like with better advice than than we're providing, let us know. Or if you want to just share your experiences, like please let us know. You know, we love we love hearing from everyone. By the way, I, I think the listeners should know that we had to stop the recording because we went overtime so that you could go watch. <laughs> and that then we had to true. come back and finish the recording. That is true. <laughs> it was a very entertaining episode of The Amazing Race. I'm so. very glad that you got that in. Yes, me too. Uh, Jared and I always say, okay, we're going to record. It's going to be like in under an hour and a half. And like, it just never is. Yeah, we're like, oh yeah, we can definitely do this. Oh yeah, that, oh, that sure. time like frame. Never. never, not never. one time have we ever done uh-uh. that. Uh-uh. <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, remember our um, review contest is going till January second. So go to Apple Podcasts right now, search for "Hello and Goodbye," scroll down, hit the five star, give us a nice review. We will choose our favorite review, and the winner will receive a free Asian G mug. So head over, yes. do that for us now. Follow us on Instagram at hello and goodbye podcast at underscore Leanna Joan at the real Jared Rodriguez. Um, Twitter at hello underscore by underscore pod. We're on YouTube. Hello and goodbye podcast. And then check out our merchandise and all of our sponsors. Go to our website, www.helloandgoodbyepodcast.com. Yes. And thank you for listening. Thank you for rating and reviewing. Thank you for telling a friend about the show. Um, We appreciate it. We appreciate you so much. All right, guys, we will see you in the new year, January 1st. This is exciting. Have a wonderful holiday season and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.